Today we're going to talk about what it means to be a grandma today, this day and age, not our mother's grandmother's day and age, and how it looks really different. And it means that you can be whoever you want to be, however you want to be, a grandma. Join me as I speak to Marsha J. McLean. You may see her on social media. She's Grandma's 2.0. It was a fun convo. Hope you'll tune in. This is the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast for women over 50 who have a lot of living yet to do, who want to enjoy the ride for as long as they can in good health and with a sense of humor, maybe a little wine. I'm Gregory Ann Cox, and I believe it's time to bust the myth that aging equals decline in every area of life. Nonsense. I would say something else, but I'll keep it clean for now. Aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. You just need to get a little rebellious in your approach. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rebellious Wellness Over 50. Today, my guest, Dr. Marsha Carter-McLean, is going to help us bust the myths around being a grandma. What the heck does it mean to be a grandma in this day and age? And what it doesn't mean, according to her, is dressing a certain way or playing down who you are or having like frumpy dump clothes and hair. So Dr. McLean, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. It is my pleasure. I'm very excited to talk with you today. I'm just so excited that you that you decided to select us. <laughs> well, I sort of was selected by this little person called Alfie who came along 18 months ago and said, you are now a grandma. Right. And when I saw you on Instagram, I kept following you and I was First of all, for those of you that are listening and not watching this on YouTube, Marsha is extremely fashion conscious. She's stylish. She's got great hair. She always looks excellent, no matter, even when she does a workout, the woman is styling. Okay. So I'm just telling you, this is her version of grandma. She has how many grandchildren now? Six? I have seven now. Seven now. Okay. So she's had experience being a grandma, but also helping women find their 2.0. So tell us a little bit about, you started when you were eight years old in a little town in the South. You just Mm -hmm. knew you wanted something big out of life. Yeah. Yes. So I was the oldest of six children and being the oldest, I'm not sure where you fit into your family, but being the oldest, you always have to take care of everyone else. You know, (laughs) it's like, that's how we're socialized and being a girl also means you got to take care of everybody else. And so with that being said, I was born into this leadership role that I didn't ask for, right? So it was kind of thrust upon me. And because of that, I think that's part of who I am. That's made me who I am. I always knew that there was something that I wanted that was much bigger than where I was at the time. For example, there were six of us, my mom and dad, you know, pretty simple, you know, we, we thought we were rich probably, but, or had everything we needed because we had food on the table. We had clothes. We went to Catholic school as kids. And that was kind of unusual because in Catholic school, you had to pay tuition. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we thought we were at a certain level because of that. But that also set me apart from, I guess, my peers, even in the community, I think caused me to kind of think differently. I remember my first day in public school which was when I was in eighth grade and they wanted to put me up in higher grade because they said I was really smart. 
And I'm like, okay, but because in the Catholic school, we had mixed age groups. So if I'm in seventh grade, I'm going to, I'm hearing what the eighth graders are doing and what the ninth graders are doing. So, so I guess that was why, but even then, like I said, I knew that there was something bigger that I wanted. And so I always set a plan. I guess being the oldest, I always had to plan things out. My mom said, okay, we're going to do this, this, this. And so I had to figure out how I was going to do it. And I had all brothers in the middle. So I'm the oldest. So number one, and then my sister was down the line, like number five. Uh And the sixth one was a boy. So that meant all these boys in the middle. So I had to be tough. I had to be bossy right, Mm -hmm. in order to survive in that house. And then, but I also being a girl, I also had to clean up behind them. And so I would fuss at them for not doing what they needed to do. So that was in a leadership role very early on. As I got older, of course, that was a part of who I was. And that's why I always knew the kinds of things that I wanted to do. And I aspired to do things. Like I used to think I was Diana Ross when I was a little girl. So I would be in the mirror (laughs) (laughs) and I would sing. And it was so funny because one time I worked at Howard University and this department that I worked in, they said, oh, we want to do a talent show. And I said, oh, I'm going to be Miss Ross. And they're like, what? Yeah, I'm going to be Miss Ross. So we put together this group and I was Diana Ross and we sang. it's on YouTube if you ever want to see it. It's hilarious. I'm sure it is. (laughs) So again, I started all this very young and it kind of helped define who I am, I think, even today. And even with being a grandma, at first I was like, ugh, I don't think I'm ready for that. I can't remember what my age was at the time, but I was like, okay, no, I don't want to be a grandma because grandmas have this negative connotation. You know, society looks at us as grandma, go somewhere and sit down. You're done. You've lived your life. The only thing left for you to do now is take care of the grandbabies, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sit on the porch, go to church, you know, that's it. Well, grandmas today aren't like that. They want to work out. They want to go out and party, have a good time. They want to go out and meet their girlfriends and do things, go on girl trips. All the things that other women do, no matter what your age. So I like living this ageless lifestyle, I call it. Like, what is her name? Brene. I can't think of her last name. Brene Brown. Yes. She talks about being vulnerable and being who you are, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I really love that. And after I heard her book, it inspired me to kind of lead that kind of life, Mm -hmm. life where you're unapologetic about who you are. And if people have an issue with it, it's their issue and not yours. But as a woman, that takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Yes, it takes a lot of courage because society has this, this thing about what we should do, what we can do. And and if we disagree, we just have to go along with it. A lot of us believe that. I don't believe that. Now, my mom and my grandma were both women who were very outgoing. Also, I guess you might say they were leaders as well. They did things they want to do. Like my grandma had her own business in Atlantic Beach, South Carolina when I was a little girl. And so we would go down there during the summers to work our quote unquote school clothes. Then she didn't pay us. She said, well, you're gaining experience. I'm like, I can't believe she did this. But <laughs> we were like 12, I think. And then we had to work another job in order to get money. So I worked at this little canteen, which was right across the street from her. And it was so funny because she said, what are you doing over there? I said, I'm working. She said, well, I thought you said you were tired. I said, I am, but I'm over here at my other job because you won't pay us. <laughs> 
So that helped me with my work ethic. So I'm not afraid to work and I'm very independent. I think that was a result of that experience as well. Yeah, I would say so. Now Mm -hmm. you work with women. All of this talk about being grandmas and stuff is Mm -hmm. great. But what you do now, you've had other careers, but what Mm -hmm. you do now is work with women to sort of find this unapologetic inside Mm -hmm. of them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Explain a little bit about how you work with women dreaming and achieving at this point in our lives. So I became a life coach about, I think it was like 2012. I actually, uh, you know, did the classes to, to get a certificate in that. And I wanted to do that because I thought that, you know, this was around the time when coaching was sexy, right? I only think of coaching when it comes to athletics. But at this point, and I can't remember exactly when it became really popular, but I know in my work as a a professor, we would talk about coaching students to get through the courses and that sort of thing. My field is teacher education. So there were coaches who were focusing on coaching teachers to be better teachers. And so I'm like, I might want to do that to be a coach just to kind of help women in general, just to be who they are meant to be. I think inside of all of us, we have this dream. And sometimes as women, we put that dream to the side for our children, for our marriages, or society says we can't do it, or we shouldn't do it. So I thought this might be a good way to help me build a business around working with women. And I didn't start with grandmas. It was just women in general, people wanting to improve themselves and that sort of thing. I started with talking on the phone, doing it kind of virtual before that was popular and just kind of listening and saying, well, you know, you can do it. So what is it that you want to do? And then I use that same coaching with my students just kind of motivate them. And my field is early education. So mostly women again, and a lot of them were coming back to school. Hmm. So maybe they had been uh, parents uh, and even had some grandparents and they were now coming back to school or they were changing careers because they wanted something a little simpler. And so I would kind of coach them through it and say, oh, you can do this because guess what? I did the same thing. I went to school first. I wanted to, I was more geared and and interested in in making a living. So I put my school off, had my children, and I came back to school later. So if I did it, you can do it. I used my own life as a way to encourage and motivate them. That kind of led to when I became a grandma and thinking about when people would say to me, well, you don't look like a grandma and you don't act like a grandma. And I'm like, well, what does gra- what do grandmas act like? What do they look like? And how are they supposed to look? I'm just being me is all I, I would always say. Well, I'm just being me as if there was something wrong with that. And so I started mm-hmm. thinking about, you know what? I said, there's probably a lot of grandmas out there that are thinking the same way that they can't be who they want to be because people judge. Or say things like, well, a grandma doesn't do this. A grandma is supposed to do this. A grandma is supposed to have her, her dress down below her knees. A grandma is not supposed to show her cleavage. A grand, <laughs> you know, all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm sure you probably heard some of these things. So I just started thinking about, let's just be who we are meant to be, who we want to be. And if people have an issue with it, then that's their issue. There's a poem by Marianne Williamson that, and she talks about, how we need to let our light shine and don't dim our light because someone else has an issue. Mm -hmm. That could be our husband. 
that could be. Now, my husband probably, when he hears this, he's going to say, you know what, you, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but that's just who I am. You know, it could be our family. It could be our kids sometimes. Yeah, it could be a good friend, a yeah, person who's friend. otherwise a good friend yes, who doesn't yes. own that part of themselves that exactly. wants to be all that. Being like, are you sure you want to wear that dress? I don't know exactly. that dress, yeah. you know? When I go to the gym, people say, where are you going? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm coming to the gym because I have my earrings on that match my outfit. I have my sports bra on. Sometimes I have a t-shirt on when I'm coming into the building, but when I get ready to work out, I'll take that t-shirt off. All you see is my sports bra and my pants, my leggings or whatever I have on. And people look at me like I'm crazy because first off, I'm not this petite little curvy woman. And so like, wow, she's nervy. But then I look at them as if to say, don't you dare body shame me. Right. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Because that's a thing now. I mean, I didn't know this long, uh, early on, but that's a thing now. So I think that we have to embrace who we are, no matter what. And I want to live that life because I want other m- women, especially grandmas, to feel that same way about themselves. Just mm-hmm. to feel good about who they are, because we are all a work in progress and nobody's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And we're also a product of all of the experiences that we've had. Yes. And that makes for an awful lot of juicy, rich story and wisdom and all these other things. And when the body part comes in, that's where a lot of women kind of fall apart. Mm -hmm. They feel strong when they're at home or they're still working or they have their business or they're with their family. But go try on a bathing suit or go work out in your spandex where there's a lot of young people in the gym. And all of a sudden we're, you know, like, I got to go home. Right. We're like a wallflower. We don't want to be seen. We want to be invisible. Exactly. Or we get those really big, I don't anymore, but big baggy Mm t-shirt that comes down Mm -hmm. practically to your mid thighs. Mm -hmm. There was a post on Instagram the other day. I forget who it was, but a woman, it was a picture of her in a bathing suit. And she says, after two years of COVID and not really working out and three children and la, la, la. She's like, I hate that I have cellulite. I hate that my body isn't looking like it did when I was 30. But she said, you know what? It's my body. I get to Mm -hmm. swim. It's strong. It helped Mm -hmm. me have three children, right? And so I thought that was a beautiful pivot and a really raw and authentic thing to post because a lot of us are thinking it, but she just took the sting out of it for other Mm -hmm. people by Mm -hmm. posting it there. You know, people can be really cruel online. I haven't had anybody that's been cruel to me and they might take it easy because they say, oh, well, she's a grandma, poor thing. But <laughs> that's okay. They might, because you never know how people think, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I did this photo shoot and a lot of the pictures that you see online were photo shoots and, and most of them were not, what do they call it? Uh, touched up or whatever, yeah. photoshopped or whatever. Most of them were not. Uh, I think the photographer may have done some, but a lot of them were not. And so you get the raw me, you get the you know, this stuff and you get, you know, you get these and all of that, but that's just who I am. And so when I pose for them, uh, I have to admit at first, I was like, I don't know if I want to put all this out there. But like I said, if I don't, because my mission is that we are redefining who grandmas are. We are realigning ourselves and really think about who we are and what we need to do to redefine who we are. And we also want to accept who we are. So if I can't, if I feel like I can't do that, then I should not be doing the work that I'm doing. I feel like I have to be a role model. And it's all because of the mission that I chose to do. No mm-hmm. one says you have to do it. I chose to do this. And that's why I'm doing it. I really yeah, believe in it. Yeah. Well, you can tell you believe in it because you're very passionate when you speak. Yeah. I get a little loud and excited. I'm sorry, but that's no, just, no, that's, please. that's my personality as well. <laughs> I don't want you to be anything but who you are. 
Thank you. Thank uh, you. You were talking about being a role model for your clients, for people that see you on Insta, but for these grandkids, mm-hmm. for the adult children who are having their children, mm-hmm. and all they have to do is look at you and look at me because we are who we are. Mm-hmm. And they see again with their children, we're still being who we are. It gives them permission because it can't be easy to be a parent and raise little kids. I didn't mm-hmm. do it. I have stepkids. We always have to be an example, whether it's out in the world for clients or potential clients, or it's just for a family, our communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't serve anybody by dampening our spirit or our voice or our way of gesticulating when we talk. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I agree with that. And my children always say, because when I decided to start this mission, my children said, wow, I like that. Yeah, go for it, mommy. And I was like, okay, okay. Not that I was not going to go for it, but it's always good to know you got support from your kids. At first, my daughter said with the whole social media thing, she says, well, mommy, I don't know if I really want you on social media. And I said, well, you know, there's so many people that are afraid of social media that after a certain age, they think, oh, well. And I said, I think it's how you use it. And so I'm not going to use it for bad. I'm going to use it for good. (laughs) So if you use it for bad, then yes, you might not want to get on there. But if you're using it for good, then yes, I think so. So sometimes when I'm on social media, for example, I'll see other people like I'm on this group called Women's Transformation where women are working out. And I was like, kudos, you go, girl, that sort of thing. I don't know these people, but but again, I'm trying to encourage people. So I do that. And there's one about, I think it's called Voices of Grandmother. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, I haven't seen that one. But they talk about, they show pictures of the grandchildren and that sort of thing. And I respond to those. And now I don't do a whole lot. I just say, oh, how precious, or something like that. So I like to, to do that kind of that back and forth exchange with people. And again, encourage people, especially women. I did a little research on AARP to see how old or what the age range was for grandparents. And they said, there's some grandparents as young as 38. And of course it goes way up. Yes. Yes. So I was like, wow. So that's kind of my target audience. Those are the folks that I really want to get to know the 2.0 grandma and my organization, which is called grandma's 2.0. And I think that's really important that they know that there is someone out there and a lot of women oh my God, are doing some fantastic things. I've interviewed some and I've uh, met some. It's just really incredible the things that people are doing. Like yourself. I was like, oh my God. And I love the rebellious part of your (laughs) name. I love that. And I'm like, yeah, you would consider me a rebellious grandma. Yes, because I'm not doing what people want me to do. I'm doing what I want to do. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And the rebellious, you came in with a certain set of personality traits we all do. And you've got the leadership role as the eldest and this and that. Mm -hmm. That kind of led you where you are. Mm -hmm. Definitely had a rebellious streak. And my mother and father must have known that they had to give me a name that would suit that personality. And and when we were talking by email, I had forgotten until I thought of interviewing you. My two names, Gregory and Anne, are for both of my grandmothers. Gregory was my grandmother's maiden name and Anne was my paternal grandmother's first name. Uh So it's a big grandma celebration here. (laughs) But having a boy's name, definitely. I didn't grow up in the South. It would not be, had been as unusual if Uh I'd been born in the South to have a maiden name as a first name. But Uh Uh growing up in Manhattan in school with all girls, it was not, so I had to become resilient because either I was getting teased 
not so much by the girls, but when the boys' schools and we would get together. Mm-hmm. But I also had to be willing to defend it, believe it or not. Like, are you sure your name isn't Anne Gregory? And it's like, right. Oh, okay. I happen to know my I name. I know my name. Really. Right. Anyway, it's funny how these things in our childhood yes. uh, collect, gather steam as we mm-hmm. get adults mm-hmm. and bring us to whom we are. Yes, um, yes. That's funny. You know, I was telling, saying to you the name Gregory when I saw that your name was Gregory. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But one of my first boyfriend's name was Gregory. And so that's... I hope it was a good one. He was a good one. He really was pretty good. He was really handsome. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Good looking Gregory. And so it made me think about him when I saw your name. And I was like, wow, what an unusual name for a woman. Because you don't hear that name as a woman's name. And I I thought, wow, that's intriguing. So I say, yep, I can see the rebellious streak right there in the name. And that's from your mom, right? Well, my dad died right before I was born. So they must have had the name Gregory in mind. I guess the name choice must have been up to her. And I thank her for that. I really do. I kind of like the Gregory. Yeah, because it makes you stand out. And the funny thing is I was born on St. Gregory's Day. Oh, wow. Growing up in a Catholic family, that had some significance. Very interesting. So a lot of people think my name came from the Brady Bunch show, but it did not. Because people always say, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I just kind of smiled at it, but it did not. My mom was a teenage mom. She had me when she was like 15. So because of that, what do teenagers do? They love their peers, right? (laughs) So they named me after a couple of her peers. It was an unusual name for a girl in the South at the time when I was born, being an African-American girl, it was just different. And so that kind of made me stand out a little bit. And for a long time, I did not like my name. Oh, Not Marsha. I did not like it. So my middle name is Jean. And that's the name that I liked as a kid. But then when I became an adult, I thought, oh, this is different. It's unusual. It's going to make me stand out. So again, being the leader and the planner that I am, <laughs> I thought, okay, so now everybody's got to call me Marsha. And so it's really funny when you think about those kind of things, like you said, the, the things from your childhood and how they really make you who you are or you evolve into this person. So I kind of emerged, if you will, into my name. And then people that didn't know would always spell it wrong. You know, they put an A, uh, uh, like it's M-A-R-S-H-A, they put L-L on the end, but that's the boy version of that. Very interesting. Well, my worst year of having this name was when Johnny Cash's song, A Boy Named Sue, came out. Ah. Because whenever I'd introduce myself to a guy, usually a teenage boy, Uh oh, my name is Sue. How do you (laughs) (laughs) But we survived all of those things. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And it made us the women that we are the dynamic and rebellious women that we are today, right? Absolutely. <laughs> now, if women listening wanted to have fun with Marsha, no mm-hmm. L's at the end, you have a couple of different memberships, group memberships. Tell us about those. Yes. So for Grandma's 2.0, I, what I tried to do is try to think about what people could afford. I want it to be affordable to people, right? And so our basic membership is very low. I think it's, I don't have that information right in front of me, but I think it's something like right here. It's $10 a month. Yeah. It's very low. I was thinking that's what it was. So 10 bucks. So anybody can join it right now. We have a, we have a contest we call it the gorgeous grandma. There's something called national gorgeous grandma day, which is on July 23rd. And the the first year that I started grandma's 2.0, I found out about that. And I thought, Ooh, 
we need to figure out how to connect with that. So we started this campaign. This is our second year doing it. And we decided to let people nominate themselves or someone else nominate them. And then you get to vote on them. And the person who gets the most votes will be one of our three finalists in this campaign. It's a way for us to celebrate grandmas again. And then the next level is, I think that's the the bronze. Yeah, bronze yeah. is 10 and then uh-huh. silver is 20. And so again, very affordable. And this is just, you know, a, a feeder just to get people engaged with us because we want this to be the go-to site for grandmas. We want grandmas Grandmas who are really interested in living their best life, not grandmas who are interested in staying the way they are. You know, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm I'm fine where I am. And that's fine, too, if that's what you want to do. But there's a lot of grandmas out there. And, you know, if you went to our website, you saw those celebrity grandmas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they are really inspirational because there's a lot of grandmas who decided, okay, I'm not going to act like a grandma. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. One of the people that first intrigued me was Jada Pickett's mom, who had a bikini on. And I don't know how old she is. I think she's somewhere between 50 and 60. And I was like, wow, a grandma, do you know that wears a bikini, right? (laughs) But she had the physique to pull it off. And if you didn't know her, you would not think that she is a grandma because most people have this idea of grandmas and it's not a woman in a bikini. Usually that's served for those sports illustrated models. (laughs) Just because you're at a certain age or stage in your life does not mean that you have to put your dreams on hold or just push your dreams to decide. Or as Langston Hughes said, defer your dreams. You don't have to do that. You can do whatever you want to do and you can do it unapologetically. I would say the clock is ticking. I don't mm-hmm. want to put too fine a point on it. But mm-hmm. for women who feel like they haven't had the opportunity to just live fully expressed, that's always been my passion. I don't know how, but since I was little, I used to say, I want everybody to be free. I want all the mm-hmm. animals to be free. But I realized as I got to be older, and I also got certified as a life coach mm. in the dark ages, I think 2004, my tagline had something about living fully expressed. Mm. And to me, that means whether it's dyeing your hair or changing your outfit or taking a new name. Maybe a person doesn't like her name, change your name. It doesn't even have to be that radical. It could just mean I'm finally going to spend my days in a way that suits me. I'm Mm. going to play with my grandkids in a way that suits me. I'm going to eat the way it suits me. Of course, all with a view towards staying healthy and doing good things for ourselves, not getting crazy. Mm. Uh, That to me is what you're talking about. Uh, These celebrity grandmas, granted, they may have a little bit of an advantage to be who they want to be. Because they're already celebrities mm-hmm. and people just say, well, that's who they are. Right. You have to be mm-hmm. celebrities to have this second half. As I said, the exactly. clock is ticking. If we don't do it now, when are we going to be able to do it? Those dreams, those things we wanted to do. Yes, yes. And we have a gold membership that's $35. And then, of course, you get access to our content. You get two virtual events because we've been doing these virtual events. Sometimes they are focused on interviewing a particular grandma, just to highlight that grandmas are doing incredible things. I had a grandma on who decided, I think she worked as a nurse practitioner or something like that. I know it was in the health field. And then she she was a singer. She always sang, but she wanted to start doing it on stage. So she started doing that. I'm like, oh my God. So there are grandmas who are putting things off, but then there are other grandmas who are saying, okay, wait a minute, life is too short. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then we also offer consultations, like a a free initial consultation as a part of the membership. 
so that you can see what we're about, what our services are about. And I want to hear what you're aspiring to be. Because again, I think it's never, ever too late to be what you want to be. And so I'm just very excited to, to be able to offer this to grandmas and very excited that to have this opportunity actually to just be who I am and to encourage others to do the same. Well, you're certainly, the way you're living is certainly an encouragement to other women to do the same, I think. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, it's it's been an incredible journey and there's still a long way to, we have a long way to go because there's so many things we want to do. For mm-hmm. example, after this campaign, we eventually wanted, we want to do a grandma's pageant. Oh, I love it. Yes. So that's the next big event that we're going to, we're planning. Yes. Funny that you want to do a pageant. 10 of my girlfriends from high school are still in touch, very close. And we rent a house at the beach every October. And we always try to think of what's different. You know, what could we add to the weekend? I'm going to write to them and say, let's have a dress up party. But you have to wear a long dress. I want to wear a gown. I haven't worn a gown in so long. (laughs) I need an opportunity. So I'm hoping the girls will go along with that. Yes. You know, it's so funny because my full-time job is college professor. And during COVID, of course, we had to do virtual. And when it was time for me to have my class, I would get all dressed up with makeup on, heels on. And my husband's like, well, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going to class. He's like, you're going to class? I said, yeah, I'm going to be in class with my students. He said, and you dressed up? Because I said, yes. Because I have all these shoes and all these dresses and I want to wear them. And this makes me feel good. And I want to let my students know that just because we're living in these kind of times does not mean that you kind of neglect who you are. We're still focusing on self-care. I still want to put my best self forward. So Mm -hmm. I did a lot of sales for other people, high-end coaches and got great training along the way. And one of the best trainers that I ever had said, because we didn't do sales calls on video. It was always just the phone. He always said, don't ever go to a sales call in your pajamas or in your workout clothes. Put on what you would put on as if you were meeting them in person. It will change everything. Change your attitude about how you see yourself, change your energy. And so I guess it does. It totally feels different. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And my colleagues, when we had our staff meetings, my colleagues would always say, you are always smiling. Why are you always smiling? And I said, because I'm in a good place with myself. And I really, I like who I am. I went to a fashion merchandising school when I was, I think in my early twenties, because again, I've always been a fashionista and I had to wear uniforms in Catholic school. I think that's why I became a fashionist because I hated those uniforms because everybody looked alike. Exactly. And I was like, there's no original thinking about me and who I was, that was not for me, but of course, that's when my parents wanted to see me, so we did. But with that being said, when I went to fashion merchandising school, one of our professors always said, no matter what is going on in your life, the minute you cross this threshold into this school, your attitude should change. You know, you should become the person that you want. Even though you may have some troubles at home, you may be sad, but change your attitude. When you cross this threshold, change your attitude. And so I live by that. I try to live by that, you know, no matter what's going on, if I'm going to work, I'm going to make sure that I'm presenting this certain attitude. If I'm going to where I'm going, I want to make sure not just the smile on my face, but the way I present myself as well. And those are just some of the things that I've learned along the way that I think have really helped me to, to be the person that I am right now. 
I really believe that. Yeah, I absolutely believe that because it's an energy thing and everything is yes. energy. When you present a high energy to other people, whether you're there to meet them or you're just interacting with people, they feel that, right? If we're in a low mood, which happens, not saying it's not going to, we're dragging. Nobody feels anything from us that they want to engage with. Again, it's going to happen that we're not always high energy, but we intentionally set a high energy and a look and a persona when we're out in the world engaging with our community mm -hmm. because it's what leaders do. It's what people mm -hmm. that want to affect change do. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think that people listening to this, I don't think there's a person listening to this that doesn't want to have a positive impact on their world. Yes, I believe that too. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Carol Dweck. She talks about the mm -hmm. growth mindset. Yes. Yeah. And I say that everything is a mindset. It's just how you want to portray yourself. You make up in your mind, this is how I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to be. And if you want to be positive, positive will come. Mm -hmm. If you want to be negative, we'll come okay. too. So you choose. It's going to find you. Yes. Choose which way you want to be. So, but well, I thank you so much for this, Gregory. I really do. Yeah. Thank you, Marcia. I, I really enjoyed it. And I just want to leave people listening. Your website is grandmas, plural, the number two point yes. P O I N T zero dot com. Yes. And it'll yes. be on the page with this episode. This has mm -hmm. been great. And I hope we've inspired some people. And if people are feeling inspired, but they need a little support, check out Marsha. She's got a lot of good stuff on her website. There are some free things you can get, but also opportunity to coach with me. And, yes. Uh, get support from your community. All right, everybody. Thank you all till next time. I'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, I have a favor to ask. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes that you listen to, please leave a review on your favorite site for listening to podcasts. You can also leave a comment on my website where you'll find the podcast at the podcast tab or under any of the guest podcast episode pages. Thanks, it means a lot to me and I appreciate you. Be well till next time.